everyone, and welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is a show where we take a K-drama, we watch it one episode at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yeah, this week we watched episode three of Alchemy of Souls. I can't watch it one episode at a time anymore. This is the greatest mistake we've ever made. Yeah, we really, really shot ourselves in the foot with this one. I, listen, I know that this is even more so than usual, jumping straight into the finale. The Or not the finale, but like the the... Yeah, the finale, I guess, of the episode. Um, I was so sold on that cliffhanger. I was so sold on it, like, where I was like... It felt like that should have been the end of episode one. Right? Because I finally care. <laughs> like, pull us back in. Give us a little bit of, like, people figuring out who each other are, people figuring out how they're starting to feel about others. I cut the bullshit, guys. Let's get into it. I don't want to act like I'm watching a whole new K drama where we're all everyone's up in the air constantly. I w- this is the second season of a K drama. Give me people catching on to stuff. Give me little discoveries. Let me believe that people are smart and they know what they're doing. But also, a lot of there was a lot of like hint dropping, especially for Buyan, who is like I have no knowledge. I have no memory. I am a blank slate. And it's like, that could be interesting. But yeah, we've seen, we as the audience know everything. So stop giving us every single character walking up to her and giving her like tiny little droplets of, I know something you don't know. Like, obviously, obviously, you know something she doesn't know. Just tell her what's happening. Yeah, I will say that, um, shoot, I can never remember her name. Uh... Ho Yunok? Yunok, that's what I was going to say. Ho Yunok got the closest, but damn, is she so bitter these days. I hate season two Yunok. Yeah, season two Yunok sucks. Season two, most characters are, again, we said it last episode, I'll say it again, even though I'm way more invested than I was, uh, finally. Uh, everyone is still their worst selves in this season. Like, they're still... The only person I'm immediately sold on and continue to be sold on is the crown prince. The crown prince! I'm such such a sucker for that dude. I am. (laughs) He is my everything. I I love him. him. I love him. I don't know why. Like, our listener one time asked, like, I, I don't know what you see in him. And I was like... I don't know either. He's just perfection. No, I feel like we've justified. We've justified. Like, he defies expectations for what his role typically would be in a K-drama. And I love it. Yes, he's different. He's, he's, I mean, we call him morally gray a lot, but that's not necessarily what it is. And I love that we finally got confirmation on the type of person he is based on Buyan reading his energy or Naksu or whoever we want to call her. Everyone calls her Buyan, so I guess we're calling her Buyan. Um, <laughs> but the fact that she can read his energy and the read that she got on him was that, yes, he treats people coldly, but he's the type of person who wants to do the right thing. And that I was that moment for me of like getting that confirmation of who he is as a character was so validating. It was so, I am so 
I'm so sold on that, dude. I could just... Right? <laughs> I could write sonnets. I could fly to Korea and find him. Like, I am full DeLulu for the crown <laughs> prince. In love, head over heels, give him more screen time, please. Yes, also the fact that they keep on giving him all of these moments of chemistry with the female lead where I, like, hate love triangles. I do not want them to do this to us again, where they give him a new love interest that's the same love interest (laughs) that breaks his heart again. I will be pissed, but shit hot damn, the immediate chemistry where I was like, it takes five minutes with that dude for me to be like... They should be in love, I think, actually. I think, actually, we gotta switch ships. <laughs> this one's so much better because he's out here trying to save the concubines from his evil mother. Like, biggest letdown of season two. And we have Mama Jin in season two. So remember, oh this God. is a big letdown, is the queen. Yeah, She is number one. She has another crown, and it is number one biggest letdown. I am so, so disappointed. But if it gives us anything, if there's any silver lining, it is the crown prince being like, this behavior is not okay. I'm not going to confront you about it, but I am going to work constantly to make sure the people around you are safe. Yeah. And the fact that he's the only one that can like see his mom crumbling and... Obviously, his dad isn't going to do anything, so he's like, I guess I'm the guy who does things about this, because no one else is going to, and that he's the type of person, he's, it's not like, see something, say something, it's like, see something, go do something, even though it isn't really his job, which makes it even better, right? Because he's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I've got to do something about this, because my mom is torturing the women of the palace like yeah and nobody else can do anything yeah so they i got certainly this. can yeah oh i love him i love him perfect no notes no notes um give that good boy everything give him everything give him everything um okay we talked about this aura reading that we got on crown prince we also got an aura reading on so Yul. That was like this big something's wrong with that boy. Was that because of the parasite or because he's broken? Oh man, it's got to be because of the parasite, right? Like that's got to be them hinting toward um, the fact that he is infected and he doesn't know what's going on. No one knows what's going on. The one person who can read energies kind of knows what's going on, but she didn't know him before. She didn't. I mean, she's she he's just but- got like kind of corrupt energy. I don't get that. Yeah, whatever's going on with that guy. I mean, like, he seems fine. And their little interaction was so sweet and good, even though he's kind of corrupt. Like, the fact that they went for a little (laughs) walk and um, she was able to be like, should we be, like, beautiful dummy best friends? Uh And he was like, yeah, that sounds fun. Like, in a very normal friendship way. Like, this is all I wanted from Yunok and... Jungkook. Yes. All I wanted was Maid Kim was for Maid Kim to be like, you can bring him some clothes, of course, because you're a homie. You are one of his closest friends now. Somehow over the last three years, you've developed this close friendship. So of course, but instead, 
Mid Kim is forced into the position of being like, you need to GTFO because um, he's moved on from you and you need to move on from him. Like, why is that Eunuch's whole character? I'm sorry. I circled back. I can't get off of it. But I'm glad, though, because I here's the thing about this show, and we rail on it so often that I sometimes wonder if I'm the problem, but they've <laughs> made all of the female characters so disappointing. Yeah, Maid Kim is still in love with Park Jin. What's that about? Why? Yeah. For what? And she's like, we love her as a mom who, the mom who stepped up. And we love her as a character independently of her relationship with Park Jin. But that's still there. And it sucks. <laughs> and it's such a big part of her character. And uh-huh. then there's obviously Mama Jin is an absolute psychotic monster like just a, like g- irredeemable at this irredeemable. point irredeemable and now the queen is too they're like yeah. get on that level we need two awful just one track minded women who just want power and beauty forever that's all they want yeah um yep so we've got the one track minded like obsessive powerful women so the if you're a woman in power you're obviously the worst person ever obviously <laughs> and then you've got park jin vying for or not park jin um jin mu but vying for power right so it's like the one bad guy who's actually a guy is not even a, it's like give a woman power and she'll immediately go completely corrupt she'll go <laughs> she'll latch onto something women have such obsessive personalities it's like cool don't we though ain't that just the way it's like looking in a mirror honestly yeah women am i right (laughs) (laughs) and then we've got uh let's let's transition to other like unfortunately and here's the thing my whole point is not to drag women it's to talk about how this show kind of makes all of the female characters suck because then we've got Yunok, who has been completely reduced to like a petty, spurned, never lover, right? She was like never, he was never in love with her. She was kind of pushed to being in love with him. Like I, it probably wouldn't have been that big of a deal if everyone wasn't like, can't wait for them to be in love. Can't wait for him to love you back. That's going to be so great for you all through season one. And so then she's now, yeah, she's just kind of reduced to like, the person who's not even really allowed to like be anything to him because back off, he's married now. And she can't even move on because her assistant, her servant, is constantly like, remember how he could have loved you, but he chose not to. He chose to love this doofus instead. Yeah. And it's like, where did she uh-huh. even come from? <laughs> I'm sorry, can we both move on in a healthy way? Like, why do you have to be so petty and cruel over something that doesn't even involve you, Sonny? Like, yeah, I like you. You're cool. Let's take this down 10 notches. Yeah. At least, yeah. So she's she's just like throwing fuel on the fire of the downfall of Eunuch at this point. I hope that they redeem the whole character. But this season is just kind of her being in the background and hurt over the fact that she was never once chosen mm-hmm. by a man whose opinion doesn't fucking matter. Like, don't worry about him. <laughs> um, and then we've got, let's move on to uh, Soyi who is oh God. completely unhinged 
Um, worst version of herself. I know you said it, but like, I feel like the first two episodes, they were very vague of like, she's in pretty clothes. She's doing her life. She's free now. She's probably working for the bad guys still because, you know, she's she's got some debts to pay to them. Nope. She has fully decided to run a gambling den and torture people for money. Torture farmers for money. <laughs> yeah. And I think the thing is, is that I, I will say I never liked her character, even for a second, but I wanted them to give us a character that like kind of rocked despite the situation she was in and so i i kept thinking like okay we'll we'll love her eventually so i'm not going i'm i'm gonna drag her but i'm gonna be like but maybe something cool will come out of her character but now we're in season two and i'm feeling so much less forgiving because they're giving us the worst of every character especially the female characters and so i'm kind of at the point where i'm like I'm done giving her the benefit of the doubt. Like, I'm done being like, okay, but she has her reasons. It's like, yeah, she has to do what Park... Or, I keep calling calling him Park Jin. Jin Mu. um, She has to do what he says so that he'll give her the medicine. But you'd think at this point, it's like, I guess, like, what's the end game here for not just coming clean and telling... Celial, what's going on, right? Is yeah. it like, like, what is, is it fun to have him like under your control? Because it's not like you interact with him or like hang out with him. It's like you're sending him money through, um, shoot, what's her name? I want to say Jewel, but I'm, I think I'm thinking of a different K drama. Yeah, I can't, I was trying to think of her name because she's the only good character. Yes. Female character. Yes. But, uh, um, I can't remember her name. Whoops. <laughs> Just invalidated everything we were saying. I'm like dragging how they treat women. And I'm like, I can't remember that one cool woman's name. <laughs> um, oh, but no. she, uh, yeah, she she's giving the medicine and she rocks because she's like, let me help you out, Seal Yule. Because here's the thing. I have information. And he's like, let me guess. And she's like, dude, you rock. You got it. Because I couldn't really say anything. But like, that's nail on the head. And I'm like, okay, someone's a homie at least. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what is what is Soe's end game with being like, I'll just keep giving him medicine forever? Is it like, so you can keep an eye on him because you could do that either way. Like you yeah. said, there's no interaction. Yeah, just tell someone, literally anyone, find a person to tell and tell them so that he knows what's going on. Because he's surrounded in the medicine. Like put a little tiny letter inside the medicine that's like you have a parasite in you. It's killing you. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. The- and maybe they've explained it, but I just, if they have, both you and I don't know. So I feel more confident that they haven't explained any reason that she shouldn't just <laughs> tell, just him, tell and him. cut this all off so she doesn't have to keep working for Jinmu. Yeah. But yeah, just, to your point, I feel like this season, she seems to have a lot more freedom, a lot more choice in her life and what she does and who she interacts with. And she is very much chosen to be evil and awful, and I don't like her. So, like, one more down. Yep. So, and that kind of expends, I mean, the last person we have is Buyan, who is getting more interesting as she recovers her memories, but at the same time, it's like, it's just tough because I'm so thirsty to see her return to being <laughs> Naksu. 
at like the warrior, right? I want to see her being like, I don't want to see her in the really, really like uh, elaborate, or I guess her dresses aren't that elaborate, but it's not like they're, she's not going to a fight in those things, right? And I don't know. There's just a lot about her where I'm like, just, she's just like kind of moony over a dude that is not really giving her the time of day. And we could say it's so that she can have her freedom, but then she has little moments of like... Sexual harassment? Yeah. Constantly? Constantly. And like, yeah, the lie about what's going on with having, like, being pregnant, and that's not something he consented to, and that's... It's honestly, like, it just felt like such a thin lie, too. Like... At the end of the day, it's like, they can't prove it. They can't change it. They can't, like, uh, I don't know. It's just stupid. It That whole thing. I, I preferred when he was like, I'll fucking fight all of you. Like, that was a way better thing than actually I'm pregnant, but you have to wait 21 days to prove if that's true or not. Like, ugh, gross. Um, <laughs> I don't, like, maybe I'm a simpleton. Okay, I had two two ways that I thought that scene was going. One simple man brain being like, they're just going to invite Maid Kim. Maid Kim yeah. would tell any lie for these two, <laughs> mostly for Jungkook. But you know, like, she is the forever witness. She'd be like, I was in the room when they when they conceived this marriage. Like, she would say anything. Yeah, she would yeah. be like, I was there because all they were saying was they took the wedding drinks. Like. Why wouldn't she not be there? So, of course, she's going to say yes, she was there. Second theory, they kept going. Booyan spoke up. She was like, I actually have a witness. <laughs> Disgusting. I fully thought she was going to Voldemort style have another face on the <laughs> Be like, it's Mudok. <laughs> she's still here. They bring the actress in. <laughs> They CGI her onto the back of this woman's head. <laughs> she takes off her wig. <laughs> it's Mutok back there. How else did you think this would go? We're both sharing a body. Oh my god. I would... I would perish. But like... I don't... So I would all, I would respect it, I think. Because that's just so insane. I love it. I love it. No notes. <laughs> oh, I hated it as I was thinking it. So I had to share it. Like, what an image. And they could have done it. They've done so much weirder on this show. Why would they not? Why would they not? Oh, my um, God. I love that so much. We have one female that we missed who has the aura of a pure oh, and most true <laughs> just the most beautiful sweetest person just Jin Yun. <laughs> she's never done anything wrong ever she's never done a wrong her soul is uncorrupted i'm sorry you're gaslighting me right now i don't believe a word you're saying why are you doing this to park dongu yeah i have straight up seen her willingly throw someone under the bus to save herself knowing that that person would likely be killed 
Multiple times. Multiple times she has done this to a person who was a servant, who had no way of protecting herself. And in that same vein, the punishment for for Choyan would have just been like a slap on the wrist. She literally went on to destroy many more artifacts and got not even so much as a slap on the wrist. She has done so many terrible things and hidden them to the detriment of other people's lives. And her, yeah, her entire, like, the only consequence she would have paid was like, you're grounded. And she's still like, I'll go ahead and let someone die instead of being grounded. <laughs> why, why would you not even try to spin it into like a, my sister is lost my sister has a soul that could be, or an aura that could be bright and pure, but she has grown up around my mother, who is psychotic, and yeah. Jin Choyun had no chance, so of course her soul is very corrupted, but it could be, it could be helped. Park Dong-gyu, go for it. Like, yeah. why are you trying to sell him on, like, she's a good person? She's clearly not. Yeah, it's already so unbelievable that he has decided that she is the one for him because he's so wonderful. Like that I bought when she was like, you have the brightest aura I've ever seen. Yes, I was absolutely, like, we know. Yeah, and then um, Master Suo was like, yeah, obviously everyone knows Dongu has the best personality. And I was like, that is so good. That's so solid. <laughs> That's so sweet. Thank um, you. Yeah, uh, and then, yeah, th- we had to turn around and be like, and then there's only one other person with the same aura as you, and I was like, no, there's no, not. No, there's not, and it's not her, it's maybe Master Lee, but even him, he's like, he's soul-shifted into a little orphan child, so like, probably not, but yeah. if we're giving away pure soul tokens, I keep saying soul, sorry, it's aura, if we're giving away pure aura tokens, it's... Not going to Jin Choyun. Thank you. Yeah. She's a very bad person. <laughs> I've met her. <laughs> uh, oh, wild. we had a scene at the very beginning where Jin Choyun and Park Dangu are both late to the unanimous assembly. So late that they don't even show up. Yeah, they're just they like, never mm-hmm. make it. <laughs> it's wild. I don't know why you can just like start the unanimous assembly without the leader of Songrim. But whatever, they meet up, and we find out that Jin Choyun, on top of blaming him for her father's death, also now blames him for Buyon being locked up. Yeah, what? I'm sorry, this is his fault? Yeah, Jin Choyun continues to gaslight everyone around her so that she never has to handle a single consequence ever. It's so hard because... So much of me, like you said, wants to be a woman who supports women just like across the board all the time, indiscriminately, women supporting women. I want to be there for her and being like, yeah, this is Park dong fucking fault. Like, he did put her picture all around town like a big dumbass. Nobody asked him to. And now she's locked up here forever. This is his fault. Go, girl. Like, that's your ex and we hate him. And that is women supporting women, but I cannot. Park Dangu is perfect and flawless, and Jin Choyun is mean constantly, yeah. constantly. And he thought he he genuinely, because no one told him, 
He was like, how can I help this situation? He's a little Labrador. He's a little golden retriever. You can't be like, hey, fuck you for doing this (laughs) thing that I didn't want you to do that was never communicated to you the reasons why this was happening in this way and why we shouldn't have done it the way you did it. And like nothing was ever told to him. He's a very good boy, but kind of a himbo. Like he doesn't know what's (laughs) going on. Like he is powerful. He is smart, but it's, it's one of those things where like, like his, wisdom uh probably in this sense like his wisdom stat is really good and his intelligence stat isn't that good right where it's like he like he gets a general feel for what's going on or maybe it's the opposite i don't know it's like he doesn't have a lot of insight but he's like a smart person who's capable but like you can't just set him out in the world and expect him to like Like, he's going to try and help, and he had no clue, and then for her to be like, this is your fault. You're the stupidest person I've ever met. (laughs) And it's like, are you kidding me? You showed up at his house and said that he was the one that kidnapped your sister, and then just walked away being like, F you, and then expected him to do nothing with that information? Insanity. I hate her so much. (laughs) I hate her so much. But yeah, it makes a lot more sense this season why she is so terrible because her mom is off the deep end the worst. Yeah. We thought that her mom was just like a strict kind of crazy person in season one who was a little bit too obsessive about her missing daughter, but like also her daughter was missing. Now we can be very confident that Jin Cho Young was raised by an actual maniac. So there is a point. Oh, go ahead. Mm, you go ahead. I, there's a different thing, but I, I want to hear what you were going to say. No, no, no. I was going to transition too. Oh, shoot. You go first anyway. I'll wait. Um, mine's in my notes, so I will remember it. Okay. I'll do, then I'll do mine really quick because I didn't take notes this week. Um, I just realized during this episode that um, I might... <laughs> You know how sometimes I come onto the podcast and I act like I have all the best solutions and I'm like, well, if I was doing, if I, if it was me, I would have done it this way. And like, yeah, that's a vibe for sure. Yeah. Pretty insufferable, but like, it's fun. <laughs> Charming, right? I did that during the episode. And then immediately when they resolved it the way that they did, I was like, oh, that was better than what I was thinking is the thing that um, I had to kind of face that I might not be the smartest person in the room. Because when the thread that was sewn into the shoulder of Buyan was like killing her with pain, uh, my thought was like, it's just like a magic thread. Worse comes to worse. Can't you just cut it out of her skin? Like I know know that that's kind of gruesome, but- it was it's also kind of what sewn, you did last time. Yeah, and it was like sewn into her skin, so it's like that's gruesome too. If you get a sliver, sometimes you have to like cut the skin to get it out. That just like really, really messed up. And then he just like went and <laughs> found it and destroyed it. And it was like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that does seem less painful. I see that now. Yeah, that seems less um, grim. I think. Yeah, but it seemed like stitches where it was yeah. just like if you cut it and then just like gently pull them out. I mean, I've had stitches like once 
But it didn't hurt to pull him out. Yeah, stitches is a way better, <laughs> um, uh, like, equivalent than what I said. <laughs> <laughs> but like you said, it made sense just to be like, uh, you can just cut him and stop the pain. But like, yeah, way more heroic solution to be like, let's stop the problem from ever occurring again. Yeah. Um, we're done. We're done we're with this. We're taking away Mama Jen's toys if she's going to use them to torture her own daughter. That is actually the scene I was bringing up. So we do have the <laughs> same brain. Is I liked the juxtaposition between that and Soe torturing someone for money. Where like, it's not a deep juxtaposition. It was just interesting to see like, this very poor person who came up on the streets is now torturing other poor people for money, to get more money, to keep making a living, to keep living the life that she has established, versus this very rich and powerful person torturing someone she claims to love, just for the heck of it, just for fun. And yeah. it's like, they're both clearly evil, awful, awful women. But just like maybe there's some social commentary built in there. I don't know. I don't think it's that deep, but it could be. It could, it could be. That could be something there. I thought it was interesting that both of them were playing the how could you make me do this card? Like they they were both that meme of um I can't think of the guy's name all of a sudden Andre something I want to say where he's like he like shoots someone in the chest and then he's like how could you make me do this? <laughs> and that was both of them that where was both she, of them. Yeah, where Mama Jen was like I can't believe my daughter, daughter, don't make me torture you anymore. <laughs> Just come home or the pain will never end. <laughs> what is that? Insane. And then uh, same thing with Soyi, who was like staring at a man and torturing his brother and being like, how could you make me do this? How could you make me murder your brother before your eyes by drowning? What? What? What are you talking what? Okay. It's like, I've sold everything. I don't know. It's it's complicated. Gambling is an addiction, so you, okay, so if you're feeding that addiction, you're not going to be in the right when you come asking for your payout. Yeah, honestly, yeah. So gambling is an addiction, and uh, it she's targeting vulnerable communities who clearly don't have money to pay off their gambling debts. And then murdering their family members. I just assumed murdering because she was like, I'm going to count to 200. And I was like, okay, well, that guy probably isn't going to keep surviving if you just keep upping the punishment for the person who doesn't have money to pay. He still doesn't have money. He's not going to have money at the end of 200 seconds. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that guy got murdered. It makes um, sense. She's Counting super slowly, too, because <laughs> getting she was distracted. Really... Come on, yeah. <laughs> pay attention at least. Come on, oh, okay. I have one last kind of point that circles back to our beginning, our main couple, our OTP, which is, I guess, kind of there. It's that at one point, Park Jin, who has still, I'm gonna say, too many scenes. Why is he always eating dinner with someone there complaining about the food? It's an old joke. I'm done with it. <laughs> Park Jin and Jungkook are having dinner. And Park Jin tells Jungkook there's someone who saw Mudok get petrified and die. 
and that he should go talk to that person to get the whole story so that he can have closure before this next relationship and maybe rethink unaliving himself. We don't get that in this episode, but it's also like, has that really never happened? He's just never had that closure? He's never talked to the one person who saw Mudok die? Yeah, that feels like a loop or a plot hole, right? Does that yeah. feel like a plot hole? Because it... I it think just it feels does. weird. Yeah, that he's he's never had that conversation with the person who saw her die. And he's never, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, it just feels like the first thing he would have done is like someone said, like, she ran wild, she died. And he would have been like, says who? Yeah, take me to the place where she died. Show me the body. And they're like, oh, we can't. Oh, she's in the lake. Okay, show me the witness. Like, yeah, he would go to the ends of the earth to figure out how and why and when and where she died. Yeah. Especially if his whole thing is like that he doesn't believe that she is dead. But he's just like, I'll just hold on to the egg instead and that'll be that'll be my thing. That'll be enough. And it's like he knows where the other egg is. So it's like It wasn't even in the lake. It was in yeah. the pile. It was in the pile of rocks. <laughs> any oh. I got mad about that because, like, it wasn't even, like, Mudok's egg. It's, like, literally anybody could pick up the egg and put energy into it. Yeah. Crown Prince could go to that rock pile, find the egg, and then we start that boat all over again. Like, ship those two. Like, do not <laughs> tease me with that. <laughs> but instead... Bouillon finds it, which is cool. Like, I'm grateful, like you said, I'm finally back on board the main ship where we're supposed to be, I'm starting to have feelings. I was genuinely angry, so angry that she put energy into the egg until he showed up. I don't know why I call it an egg. It's a stone. Until they he showed up. <laughs> Thank <Yeah>. you. <laughs> and she was like, I remember us kind of being a thing. Like, I was going to actually hit her. I was going to throw hands, being like, yeah. he's not ready for you to just be signaling this jade at any willy-nilly time. But she's like, no, no, no. I got you a plot hook right here. Yeah, yeah. If if she had not had her final say and it was just him getting pissed at the very end, I probably would have also been pissed. I would have been like, excuse you, don't disturb people's shrines and take things and do whatever you want with those things just because Eunuch said you should and then <laughs> <laughs> don't do them because Eunuch said you should like don't trust Eunuch at all yeah she is her pettiest self right now so she's not she's not on board with this okay no yeah just yeah, so I also was really grateful for that very last hook where she was like, I have a memory of this rock. And I was it's like, not okay. Be good. It's not, we yeah. can't get our hopes up that much. Yeah, because they have to drag out this whole 10 episodes before they give us Naksu, who remembers who she is and is a warrior and wears pants and fights people <laughs> with swords and magic, which is <laughs> all I want. It is literally the only thing I want. It is... <laughs> It is so hard to watch her get moony over a dude when the Naksu I'm used to could not have given less of a shit about romance until it was 
so far up inside of her. Like the love was so far up inside of her that she was like, I now I have to because I am very in love. And I just miss that Noxu so much. Yeah. And again, it's not trying to complain about female traits because last season we had Yunok have so many female traits and we could have a Buyan with like big moony eyes and beautiful dresses and an adoration for every hot guy who walks past her who is also still badass and collected and smart and cool and capable. But we get zero cool traits and only moon eyes. Yeah, and I guess I just like... Yeah, because I love I love a strong woman with clearly feminine traits, but I love the I love the Naksu they gave us. I love the Mudok they gave us, and it is such a far cry from like they're like really the only reason she was ever like that is because she was raised in the wilderness. And I'm like <laughs> I like to think that she was a badass by nature, and that whoever she is, she's not going to just like. Yeah, immediately become Mooney over, yeah, every single dude. Because, yeah, that's fine for someone else. But they gave me a way cooler Mudok last season. And now we've got a Noxu who doesn't remember who she is. But it's really embedded inside of her soul that she's in love. And that's her, some man is her savior. And that's uh. who's going to save her. And it's like, mm, the, the Noxu I know d- is a strong, independent woman who doesn't need a man. But she did fall in love with one, and that's cool, too. Yeah, that's fair. I just want it both ways. I want everything, because that's how (laughs) I see myself. I can fall in love with every single one of these boys and also be cool and badass and capable. So I want Naksu to be both. (sighs) But right now we're just getting one or the other, and it's hard. Let's go. Season two. We can do it. We're on the right path. It's only the third episode. We've got seven whole episodes. I just hope that they don't make us wait for like six of the episodes before they give us the Naksu that we (laughs) deserve. I think we're going to have to stop waiting. Like after we get through the worst of evil, we're going to have to crank this up back to four episodes at a time. (laughs) We're never going to make it. But if we survive, it'll be so worth it. Yeah. We've only got one more week of Worst of Evil, and then maybe we can, yeah, focus our attention on uh, Alchemy of Souls. Yeah. All right. Should we sign off? Yep. I think we're good to go. Um, Do we do house? I can never remember if we do housekeeping for these episodes. We do. Nice. Okay, cool. So we have our email where you can reach us, playonkpodcast at gmail.com. We have a website where you can find a button to our Patreon. You can find all of our past episodes and links to our affiliates. That's all at playonk.com. Yeah, you can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash playonk as well if you don't do the link from the website. And there you can find um, most of our episodes have little pre-show rambles so you get a little bit extra content not really about k-dramas always but mostly just kind of like a catch-up time a cool time to hang out friend friends of the podcast come listen to what's going on with our lives tell us what's going on in their lives if they want we would love to hear from you anyway that's all at our patreon 
We're also on Instagram at Play on K Podcast, on the app previously known as Twitter at Play on K, and on TikTok at Play on K underscore Emily. Yeah, and then we do also obviously have our very freest way to help us out, which is just spreading the love, spreading us around, rating, reviewing, and subscribing wherever you listen. Um, just if you have like five minutes, that really helps other uh, K-drama podcast listeners find us. Yeah. Thank you, as always, for listening. We will see you next week with Alchemy of Souls, part two, episode four. Yeah. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Bye-bye.